The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Apatria. Here to break down this wonderful Monday, April 19th slate for you guys. We got a nice little nine-game card on our hands. Coming off of a nice little Sunday, two, split up into two games, eight-game slate on Sunday. So uh, we got a lot to get to. But as you guys know, before we jump into anything, quick shout-out to our presenting sponsor over at MyBookie. If you guys haven't checked them out already, head over to mybookie.ag for the number one sportsbook out there. The only sportsbook I give my stamp of approval for. Uh, they have everything from your actual casino play, table games, slot play, fully fledged casino platform, 24 hours, seven days a week to all of our sports betting needs, whether it's NBA, MLB, whatever it may be. They have it all of the action. They do odds boost and listen, best part. On your initial deposit, use that promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and they will match your initial deposit up to $1,000, 50%. So if you put in 1000 bucks, they'll give you $500 for free to play with over there at MyBookie. So guys, check them out at MyBookie.ag. Promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. All right. We got nine games to talk about tonight. Nice little, nice little smooth Monday. It feels like a lot of the games this upcoming week are kind of uh, all these slates are nice little comfortable. None too big, none too small. Really, really looking forward to it. So let's just jump right into it. First game on the docket: Cleveland Cavaliers traveling to Detroit, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game for the Cavs. Damian Dotson, Larry Nance Jr., Dylan Windler, all ruled out. Larry Nance Jr. Personal reasons for the Pistons. Sekou, Wayne Ellington, Jeremy Grant, Corey Joseph, Rodney Magruder, Mason Plumley, Dennis Smith Jr. all ruled out. So a lot of bodies rolled out for the Pistons. No game total, no spread at this point. A lot of guys out. That generally happens the night before. Start off with the uh, with the Cavs in this one. I'm expecting this one to be one of those garbage-type games that we definitely want to have some interest in. Looking at Jared Allen, 7,500. Don't mind the matchup for Jane Allen. There's going to be a lot of centers, a lot of guys to talk about, a center on the other side of the ball that we're going to have to talk about. Uh, So when a push comes to shove, Jared Allen's probably one of those guys that just doesn't make my player pool based on price, point per dollar, compared to some of these other options that we will have. Where I will look is the backcourt. Always willing to look at the backcourt here, whether it's Darius Garland, Colin Sexton. I think both these guys are very much in play. Push comes to shove, if I have to pick one of them, it's going to be Sexton. He's averaging 44 drafting points against his team in two matchups already this season. Uh, granted, that's in 40 minutes, but bottom line, if there's one player that's playing 40 minutes on this team, it's it's probably Sexton. And Garland's doing just as well. He's averaging 40 DK points in 37 minutes against the Pistons in uh, two matchups this season. So sign me up for both those guys. I'll probably limit myself to just backcourt, again, nine total games. Can't target everybody. Moving on to the next one. The Pistons over here. Talking about these guys, a lot of bodies are going to be out. Corey Joseph, Mason Plumey, and Jeremy Grant are the three biggest bodies that we are the most concerned with being out. No Plumley. We can look at Stewart, feel comfortable, fire him right up. Dude's just been a point per minute machine. Another 19 and 12 and only 24 minutes against Washington on Saturday. Uh, it, it's it's kind of hard to argue with these results at this point. Fire him up. 
5,200 feels too cheap. Kind of like Whiteside on this Sunday slate. He was 5,500 going against Dallas, but even Whiteside in 25 minutes, point per minute machine, fire him up. I'm good to go with Stewart. He's going to be chalk, but we can play him. Look at some of these other options. We see Killian Hayes generally sits on the back-to-back. Expect him to play in this one. Should be looking at probably minutes in that you know mid to high 20s again. At 3,700, it's a great value play, especially because we already know that Corey Joseph and Wade Ellington have both been ruled out. It's pretty much going to be safe and Lee. Killian Hayes running a lot of the point guard. If you want to look at either one of these guys, they're both options. I'd probably prefer Killian Hayes. Granted, he probably plays a little bit more of the lion's share of the point guard minutes between the two of them. And then, obviously, you know, Sadiq Bey and, like I said, maybe Josh Jackson, if you want to look at one of those guys. There's going to be some uh, shooting guard minutes to go around between you know, Wayne Allington being out as well. And uh, also Sekou being out of power forward. So I expect Sadiq Bey to probably take a lion's share of the power forward. And then you'll see Josh Jackson split some time at the three, the two. And he might even back up the five, the four at this point. It's, it's going to be tough for this team to even slot out. All in all, favorite plays would be killing Hayes Stewart. And then I'll be looking at Sadiq Bey and Jackson Saban Lee as some, uh, some other options in the secondary. Moving on to the next game. Chicago Bulls traveling through Boston. This is a 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game for the Celtics. Jalen Brown is questionable, along with Kemba Walker, while Evan Fournier is ruled out with Robert Williams. Jason Tatum is probable. Left ankle injury, but he should be good to go. On the Bulls side of the ball, just Zach Levine. He's ruled out health and safety protocols, as we know he's going to be out for the next week, week and a half. No game total, no spread on this one just yet. Break it down for the Bulls. Vucevic is walking to a cakewalk matchup. This is a dream matchup, one that we know that he should be able to crush, especially with the usage. With all that being said, there's going to be a lot of centers that we could talk about and a lot of bodies that we could spend up on. Now, where does Vuk make the cut? He'll be in the player pool, but he's probably going to be an ancillary, like multi-lineup type piece for me. I don't know if he'll make my cash or my single entry, although I wouldn't fault you. It's a dream matchup. The usage will be high. I, I don't blame it for it. But, you know, looking at some of these other options, Kobe White will likely continue to draw the start. Even with Sadoransky playing in that last one, he still came off the bench, only played 15 minutes. Granted, he's been dealing with a back injury. Might be feeling a little bit better for this one. Uh, but just keep an eye on that situation. Kobe White should still continue to draw a ton of usage to be able to take a ton of these shot attempts, uh, handling the ball a little bit more. If he's drawing the start at point guard, expect those assists to maintain. But... Not a matchup I generally try to target against. It's going to be going against Marcus Smart. And, uh, yeah, that can, get a little, that can get a little sticky. But if he draws that Kemba, it's a little different. Either way, Kobe White in play, Vucevic in play. Keep an eye on marketing as well. Played 26 minutes. And it just might be a matter of the hot hand. This dude, they're going to have to rely on him to score a little bit, especially coming off the bench at a 4,300. He's a pretty decent value player that we could take advantage of. Those are the three guys I'm looking at. Probably draw the lines right there. Any of those other guys not saying they're not in play, just not not my favorite place. Over there on the Boston side of the ball, we're going to have to see what's going on with Jalen Brown and Kemba Walker. If one or both of these guys get ruled out, obviously that's a big boost for guys like Tatum and Marcus Smart. Both these guys getting a big boost in salary as well. I, I don't want to pay that 10K price tag for Tatum, but I also didn't want to pay the 9-plus K price tag he had against Golden State. That came back to bite me. But there's just so many guys to spend up on that I kind of like a little bit more where I just kind of find it hard for myself to spend there and then, uh, you know, sacrifice all of that salary in that one position 
for a guy like Tatum. So I'll probably take a pass on Tatum. If anything, I'd rather pay the 8400 for Jalen Brown if he does play. If he sits uh, at a smart at 67, I don't hate it. I don't love it. He, he put on a hell of a game when he played this team earlier in the year, put up 42 DK points in only 25 minutes. So, you know, we know the upside's there. There's no one to really stop him. Kobe White, if he starts that point, it's going to be probably the cakewalk matchup. If both these guys are ruled out, I'll consider smart a lot more. Uh, if only one's ruled out, I'll probably uh, I'll probably take a pass in most lineups, but I'll, I'll have a couple shares of them. Outside of that, you you can take a look at Tristan Thompson, but at 4,700, I'd rather just pay the 500 more for Stewart, and we'll even get to more center value in a little bit. Not even completely necessary. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of guys you'll hear me say on this podcast, you know, I'm not liking, I'm not playing. And it's me just trying to be very, very frank and transparent with you guys. Uh, you know, when push comes to shove, not everybody's building, you know, 150 lineup multi-entry GPPs. Some people are doing three-entry maxes, 20-entry maxes, single-entry cash, whatever it may be. So I try to break it down to you guys as best I could on like a cash or single entry kind of standpoint. And then I'll mention guys, you know, I'll play them in the GPP. Uh, you know, they're not completely out of my player pool. And then when push comes to shove, I can't like every 10000 dollar guy. Uh, you know, you have to take a stance on it and be uh, uh, over the field and under the field on certain players. And, and that's what we have to do. Uh, if you're spreading your love across every single night, you're not going to be the most profitable every single night. So just a... Uh, a little little spiel, little little transparency for you guys right there. Uh, Golden State Warriors traveling to Philadelphia, seven thirty Eastern Standard Time game for the Warriors. Steph Curry and Kelly Oubre both questionable, both dealing with a left soreness. Steph dealing with ankle, Oubre dealing with the wrist. Pascal, Clay Thompson, Juan Toscano-Anderson, James Wiseman all out. Toscano-Anderson dealing uh, with the concussion protocol after he took that nasty spill, saved the ball. It was a nasty save. I mean, it inbounded it right back to Curry, hit the three. Uh, it looked like he had some sort of laceration, but he's also on the concussion protocol, so he is ruled out. Therefore, that front court, a little thinner than they'd like to be against the Sixers team. For the Sixers, Seth Curry, Tobias Harris, George Hill, Dwight Howard, all questionable. No game total, no spread. Start with the away team with the Warriors here. Steph Curry coming in at 10-5. Dude has just been a pistol. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Steph Curry is a lethal, lethal DFS option. He's finally getting priced probably where it should be at 10-5. You know, people early in the season talking about this guy not being able to carry, not being able to do it offensively. Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, three out of the last four games of hitting at least 10 three-pointers put that to bed. This dude is the, the greatest shooter and one of the greatest players in the NBA. No doubt about it. Uh, is he an option for us in DFS? Absolutely. Is he my top option? No, uh, no. There's one guy I like a little bit more who we'll get to, uh, but he's definitely an option. It's going to be a little tough knowing that this matchup is one of those where on paper it seems like it could stay fairly close, but Philly just has the personnel to actually absolutely dominate them if they, if they have to. If they just decide to power them there with a beat, they don't have the body to keep up with them. Uh, Looney will find himself in foul trouble before like four or five minutes into the first quarter, and things will get ugly if they have to slide Draymond down. Probably end up being a tech for Draymond. <laughs> it's going to be one of those days. Uh, but nonetheless, I think when you're looking at Draymond at 7,300, for everything I just said, as much as I think it's a risky play, he's going to have to play as many minutes as he can handle. This game script, if you have a scripted to stay fairly close and you're targeting some of these Philly guys, you might want to run it back with the Steph or a Draymond. Uh, those would probably be my two preferred options. Bazemore should continue to draw the start. And as long as he's going to start, he's an option at 46. We're going to have some value. Uh, we're going to get to some more. We've already talked about some that's pretty good. 
nonetheless, uh, he's in there. If you're looking at out, outside of those three guys, that's probably all I'm really looking at. No Toscano Anderson. Again, like I said, you probably expect a lot of that front court minutes to probably go to Looney. Might even see some some Aljiak. Uh Hopefully, love to see that kid play. When it, whenever it comes to uh, Lucas Samanik and uh, uh, Somaliak, Alan Somaliak, those two guys. Those are the two Euros I'm kind of just rooting for. Slide it over to the Philly side of the ball. Joel Embiid coming in at 10-7. He, uh, is he the high-priced guy I was talking about that I just kind of want to play everywhere? No, but I don't fault you if it is. Uh, Joel Embiid in a fantastic matchup. There's nobody on this Golden State team that can even can close to putting a body on him. So if you want to play him, I won't fault you. Again, I'm probably going to go somewhere else. I'll slide down looking at Ben Simmons, 7800 it's not a very fair price tag, and I like this matchup for Ben Simmons. So, look for one guy that's always up for the defensive challenge, and I expect him to spend most of his time, most of the time, on Steph Curry. So, for those reasons, sign me up. I'll take Ben Simmons, seventy-eight hundred. Outside of those two guys, if we see that there's no Seth Curry, no Tobias Harris, we can, uh, you know, no George Hill. We go back to like Cork Maz at forty-eight hundred. I feel like I just kind of hit that one on the on the head last time. I got my value out of him. I should probably just get out on out here. Don't chase the don't chase my tail too much with him. Shake Milton would be another option, especially anytime that we know there's gonna be some good bench usage bench usage. We could look at him. But for the most part, Ben Simmons is gonna be my top option, and I'll probably get to limit myself there for the most part. I don't think I'll go to too, too much else outside of just some tournament GPP flyers. All right. Three games down, five left to go. Let's keep it moving to one of the more exciting games for DFS, in my opinion. Oklahoma City Thunder traveling to Washington. They're taking on the Thunder. Thunder on the second half. Oklahoma City Thunder. They're taking on the Thunder. They're taking on the Wizards. Uh, Oklahoma City on the second half of a back-to-back. Washington Wizards. Thomas Bryant, Rui Hachimura, both ruled out. Alex Len is questionable. Some big men bodies that are potentially going to be missing for the Wizards. OKC, okay, no injury report with it being the second half of a back-to-back. No game total and no spread for this one. We'll start off at OKC. They're on the second half of a back-to-back. Guys that we know that are pretty much going to be out, Shea Gildas, Alexander, Al Horford, uh, Mike Muscala, Darius Miller, pretty much consider those guys out. Paku Veski returned. Lou Dort played tonight and just went buck wild again because he's Lou Dort. Uh, walks on water all of a sudden now at this point. This dude is just unbelievable. Uh, so we, we pretty much know what, we, what to expect. I don't know, actually, I can't say what to expect because Lutor just does you know does the unexpected. Uh, but we know what the starting lineup should be, is what I should say. So, you know, going against this Washington team, obviously it's going to be an up-paced, up-tempo game where they can just probably look for the back and forth. If this game stays close, it's going to be fantasy points galore. I definitely have some options in here. It's definitely some guys I want to look at. One thing I, I want to monitor is uh you know Darius Baisley at 6400 I don't love that price tag but he's one of the guys that we could pretty much expect to be at least second on the team in shot attempts Dort looks like he's going to be the new boss even when Shea gets back it's just Dort season uh it's just been a non-stop usage for Dort you know take even taking out the uh, account of today's game outside of today's game two games prior to that 51 shot attempts in two games so if he's going to continue to keep shooting at like this at 7k it almost feels like you're chasing, so I don't know. I don't know where I'm at with him right now. I, I don't I don't love him as much as I want to. You know, every every metric says play this guy. He's going to shoot the ball 20-something times. It's a great matchup. 
but the gut's telling me maybe you just pass on this one uh, just because the ownership should be there. I think a lot of other people are going to go for there. And we've also seen the Dort letdowns plenty and plenty of times, as well as you've been playing over the past few games. This might not necessarily be the permanent norm. Uh, he, he might revert back into a pumpkin rope before we know it. So I, I think when push comes to shove, as I'm talking this out on air, I think I probably will take a pass on Dort. I'd lean more towards guys like Pakovsky. I'm a little worried that's the second half of a back-to-back. He just returned uh, from the health and safety protocols in that last one. So there's a decent chance that they may limit him knowing it's the second half of a back-to-back, maybe conditioning reasons. But this dude's just going to be another one of those guys who's a pistol, just runs around at like seven feet tall and just plays point guard, small forward, and center all at the same time. So a guy like that, I always have interest in. A guy that could rack up blocks, rebounds, assists, get the, hit the three ball. Recipe for goodness. So I'll look at Pakovsky, uh, and I, I think outside of that, you know, I don't think I'll go to Maladon. He's just, if, if you land on him, one of those guys, I don't mind. If you land on Baisley, I don't mind. Moses Brown, I'm kind of over that experiment. And then there's the Dort factor, which I'll let you guys decide for yourself where you're at with Dort. I mean, he, he's either a god or he's a pumpkin. Uh, there's no in-between for Dort. Sliding over to the other side of the ball, looking at Westbrook, 11K. That's my top guy. Uh, anytime Westbrook's on a slate in a favorable matchup, yeah. I'll pay whatever you want me to pay. I don't care. Dude averages a triple double. Uh, you know, any any like a floor of fifty, and I would say the floor of fifty is almost like the low. Uh, usually he's looking at about sixty DK points. So we've seen sixty to seventy several, several, several times this season already, and probably about fifty times throughout his career at this point. So sign me up, and it just happens to be against his former team. It's a home game, but it's against his former team. Eleven K. I'm there with it. Outside of him. Only other guy I have any interest in would probably be a guy like Daniel Gafford at 4K. Uh, Bennett's have been necessarily up and trending up, but the play has been up. He's been playing absolutely great, and knowing that Alex Lynn is questionable, Rui Hachimura has already been ruled out. The only other center that they really have to play would be Robin Lopez. So I would expect most of those minutes to get uh, diverted to Gafford. He'd probably be looking at like 25, 26 minutes in a 4K. This is another center value play that we could take into account for. That's it. Probably all I'm looking at. No Hachimura. Probably mean the minutes go more towards Denny and Bertan. So chop those guys up. If you want to look over there, they'd be GPP flyers or guys that you just happen to land on. We'll keep it moving to the fifth game. Houston Rockets traveling to Miami. They are taking on the Heat. No injury report for either team. Both these teams are on the front half of back-to-backs, or actually the second half of the back-to-backs, front half. As I record this, they played on Sunday. No game total, no spread either. We'll start off with the Rockets. John Wall missed Sunday's game, presumably to rest, uh, knowing it's the front half of the second back, uh, front half of the back-to-back. Expect him to play on this Monday. With him being back, that means that we can pretty much consider Kevin Porter Jr. a non-factor. Uh, I will always be all over Kevin Porter Jr. in an up-pace, up-tempo game, favorable matchup with no John Wall. Uh, I don't care what his price tag is. He's one of those guys. That's my rule. I'll lock it in right there. Played him on Sunday. It cashed out. Worked well for me. But I'll jump off the bandwagon. John Wall at 7,900, though. John Wall seems to be one of those guys where, yes, he sits a lot. When he plays, he plays. As long as the game's fairly close, like it wasn't in Denver, 99-128 to 128 game, only played 28 minutes, that's okay. It was probably his worst performance of the year. We're going to throw that one away. Uh, but if he's playing his 36, 37 minutes, even in a matchup like this, going against a team like uh, Houston, or I mean against Mike Miami, tough team, tough defensively matchup, but uh, I don't mind it. 7,900 is still a very, very fair price tag, especially if you're going to run it back to somebody on the other side of the ball. 
Probably the only guy I'm really looking at just because Christian Wood a little bit too priced up for me at 8600. The only time I look at Christian Wood is if I'm playing him at power forward. Always, I can always find centers. Always center value. Always center plays. You probably hear me talk about them all the time. I always want to play two centers. Over on the Miami side of the ball, we're going to have to see what's going on with Jimmy Butler. He sat out of that Sunday game. Uh, when Jimmy Butler sits out, we can always expect you know the usage to kind of just trickle down to guys like Goran Dragic, Kendrick Nunn. Bam gets a little bit of boost. Even Tyler Hero. So, uh, and those are the four guys I always look at. It's that simple. Jimmy Butler plays 9,600. He's in play, but I don't think I'll end up landing on him too, too much with some of these other guys I want to spend up on. If he sits, I'll look to get a ton of Dragic. I'll have a ton of Bam. Uh, and then I'll sprinkle in some Kendrick Dunn for some value and Tyler Hero, probably in my GPPs. Moving on to the sixth game. It's nice when they're that smooth. Whether that just like, you know, clear cut, Jimmy Butler plays, here's who I'm looking at. If he does play, here's who I'm looking at. And the great part is that we've seen that situation probably about 15, 20 times already this season. So there's uh, there's no arguing with the usage of the minutes. We, we pretty much know where they're going. San Antonio Spurs, 8 p.m. Eastern uh, Standard Time game. They're traveling to Indiana, taking on the Pacers. Pacers, no injury report on the second half of back-to-back. They played early on Sunday. The Spurs, Trey Lyles, only player ruled out for. We do have a game total, 231.5. Spurs are favored by one. A little surprising to me. We'll start off with the Spurs over here. Looking at DeMar DeRozan coming in as the top dog. 8K, expensive price tag. Is he worth it? Absolutely. Do I land on him? Probably not. Uh, just not the matchup I generally want to target him in, but if anybody's going to get it done, it's going to be him. He could easily get to the free throw line, and if he wants to put Miles Turner into some trouble, he could do that. But I still don't want to do that. 8K is a little bit too much. If anything, I'll probably just target the guard position. Shante Murray, 7300 $700 less than DeMarta Rosen. Put up 38 DK points in this matchup earlier in the season, a 9-17 shooting in 34 and a half minutes. 7,300 is a fair price tag. Push comes to shove. I don't know if I end up having a ton of them, but out of anybody on the Spurs, he is probably my favorite option. And yes, Derek White did play in that game. Derek White actually played more than him in that game. So I don't think that will happen the second time around. This matchup feels like it's more fit for a guy like Murray, especially when they're going to need his defensive presence with Malcolm Brogdon playing so well. Sliding over to the other side of the ball, looking at Indiana. Shift back down to power forward. At 9,400, I think he's definitely an option, but uh, push comes to shove, I do not think I end up spending that kind of dough on him. I think that there's other options that we can end up spending on that I've already talked about. Malcolm Brogdon coming in at 7,600. I like that matchup against the Hawks. Uh, a little bit of a different matchup. He's been playing so well, though, lately that, you know, if you want to keep riding that high end, sure, I don't mind it. But when push comes to shove, there's not a whole lot I love out here. I don't think... I don't think that everybody on Indiana is going to do bad. I know that there's going to be maybe one or two guys that hit value. One of these big guys will probably crush value. But there's just so many other guys that we've talked about, that we will talk about, where I just feel more comfortable. I like the game scripts better. I like the game totals better. I like everything, you know, whatever the situation is, injury situation. Just a lot more to like. Moving on to the next game. Only Three games left. Phoenix Suns traveling to Milwaukee, taking on the Bucks. Speaking of good games, for the Suns, Cam Johnson is available. Abdul Nader has been ruled out. No injury report for the Bucks, keeping it all sneaky sneak. 
234 and a half game total. Bucks favored by three. So there's your injury report. Bucks favored by three should tell us enough. Start with the away team. Start with Phoenix. Expecting a really good basketball game here. Expecting a really close basketball game here. We saw these two teams play earlier in the season. And it was kind of a little bit of a bloodbath. We saw some uh, fantasy points galore. But looking on the Suns team, like we know, especially even in tough games, uh, you know, you really have to be able to capture their value on their price tag because we know if they're going to distribute the ball. They're going to spread the wealth around. Everybody's going to get their shot attempts. Everybody's going to get their points. But looking anywhere, it's going to be a guy, Chris Paul, 7,900. He's another one of those reasons I prefer him over Brogdon. A couple guys in that range, if I had to pick one of them, would probably be Paul because I know that outside of Westbrook, the other guy I'd want to spend up on is in this game. Hint, hint. wonder if you guys figured it out yet. Uh, Giannis. But outside of Chris Paul... That's that's it. I don't think I'll be going to too much here. I think Jay Crowder, um, Mikhail Bridges, these types of guys, they're going to have their hands full on the defensive end. I expect them all to play decent minutes for that reason. If you want to play Jay Crowder, if I prefer him at 4,400. Anytime he gets 25-plus minutes, he can usually stumble his way into 20-plus DK points. So not a bad price tag at 4,400. Also could hit the three ball. We want to see that three ball getting knocked down against Milwaukee. Slide over to the Bucks side of the ball. Obviously, start at the top, Giannis, 10-6. Yeah, you got to love him here. Anytime it's a game where we can expect Giannis to be competitive or the game to be competitive and Giannis to play, we're going to expect a big game. Giannis absolutely torched the Suns earlier this season. 37 minutes, put up 70 DK points, 47 actual points, 11 boards, 5 assists. Yeah, I love him. I like him. I like Westbrook. I'm, I'm hoping that we get a little bit more value that opens up throughout the night. That way we can even try to roll a stars and scrubs approach. If I could even get both those guys in there, I'd be a happy camper. Uh, with that being said, there's a lot of those 8 and 7K guys that we like to. So maybe I just got to build multiple lineups. Maybe it's going to be a nice little multiple lineup type night. Uh, and I focus on maxing out a couple of those 20 entry maxes and stuff like that. Outside of Giannis, I think that you, you know you could look at Middleton, you could look at Holiday. Both these guys, I feel like, are slightly, just like a tad bit overpriced. If I had to pick one of them, I would probably lean more towards Middleton. But uh, it, it's it's really just splitting hairs in this type of matchup, and I don't think I'll be going to too many uh, too much else. No Brooke Lopez, no Bobby Portis. Already talked about a few centers and other guys around that price range. Where I just like them more. Two games left. Before we go any further, take a little pause, ask you guys to give us a thumbs up, five-star rate review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to it. Uh, beats the world to us. We get to see those five-star ratings. Add in your comment, maybe a little constructive criticism, something that you want to see differently or something that we can add or do better. We're trying to we're trying to tweak it. We'll try to tweak it to do our best, provide the best content for you guys, our faithful and lovely listeners. You guys mean the world to us. Thank you. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at MikeApatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Don't forget, every Friday, we are having our Hoop Ball DFS contest on DraftKings. You'll see that link get tweeted out by myself, Santino, Dan Vespris, Hoop Ball, Twitter, all over the place. So uh, you will not see it get tweeted out until late Thursday or early Friday morning. But there'll be 30 spots this week. We had 25 in the last one. We're going to expand it just ever so slightly to get a few more bodies in there. And it'll be fun. It's always a good time. So, join us. All right. Two games left. Memphis Grizzlies traveling to Denver. They are taking on the Nuggets here. For the Nuggets, Monte Morris, Jamal Murray, both point guards rolled out for the Grizzlies. 
Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark are questionable, along with DeAnthony Melton. While Jaron Jackson Jr. is doubtful, catch it, doubtful, upgraded, doubtful. I'm going to say it one more time for Santino because he's, uh, as he would say, he's right around the corner. He's doubtful. Uh, he will be returning soon. Jonas Valanciunas is out. He's in the concussion protocol just as Winslow is questionable. 228 game total. Denver favored by four and a half points here. So we will start off with the wonderful Grizzlies here. Obviously, a lot of bodies out. As much as I just said about Jaron Jackson Jr., he is questionable. Uh, or I mean, doubtful, not questionable. If he was questionable, we could we could be a lot more excited. But uh, no, he is he's doubtful. So most likely not going to have Jaron Jackson Jr. Already out. Jonas Valanciunas. Next up is Brandon Clark. If Brandon Clark he is questionable dealing with a hip injury, if he is unable to go, it's pretty much going to be a toss up at center. Most likely going to be Xavier Tillman that draws a start. And at 3400, he definitely becomes an option. Don't expect him to do much. Don't expect him to have like a 40-point game going against, uh, you know, a guy like Jokic. Expect him to probably get in foul trouble, play 25 minutes, but, you know, 26 minutes or so. But he's also got forward eligibility, which is something I do like. So some good value there that we can use at forward, especially considering that I just love center value. But I can get that forward now, too. So Tillman's going to be the main guy I'm looking at. Probably going to be my favorite option of anybody on this team. If I'm playing anybody, I just don't think this one stays too close where I need to get too interested outside of value plays. For all those reasons, that's why I prefer uh, you know playing Giannis and playing Russ, uh, Russell Westbrook over Jokic at 11K. If we're going to go anywhere on this team, it would be some more value, looking at a guy like Compazzo or Dozier, knowing that there's no Monte Morris and knowing that there is no Jamal Murray. Compazzo is probably going to be looking at 25 to 30 minutes. Dozier is going to be probably a little bench monster uh, with the usage. He should be locked into about 25 minutes at this point. Even if a blowout happens at 3,600, also has small forward eligibility. Has double-digit shot attempts over the last two games. Definitely a option that we could look at. So it's going to be some value plays for me in that Denver game. Moving on to the final game, Utah Jazz traveling to L.A. They're taking on the Lakers, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Lakers do not have an injury report for us. But for the Jazz... Mike Conley is probable. Derek Favors is questionable, along with Ursan Ilyasova. Donovan Mitchell, as we know, is ruled out. No game total. No spread for this. For the Jazz, Rudy Gobert coming in at 8,100. Probably going to be the top guy I'm looking at, uh, you know, just knowing that this, this front court should just He's pretty much going to run through Gobert, and we know that anytime that Gobert is going to be for, or I'm sorry, not Gobert, Drummond is going to be forced into offensive sets, that it's going to leave Gobert with the opportunity just to pin him to the glass. I think it's going to be a good block game for Gobert. Outside of that, a bunch of usage will flow around. Conley, Clarkson, Ingles, all these guys should get some pretty good shot attempts up. I had to fully expect it. Excuse my phone for going off. Always, always got to remember to put it on mute. I should be a veteran in this game by now, but I still I slip up from time to time. Uh, but these guys are already getting kind of priced up because we've been seeing no Ingles or, I mean, uh, no Mitchell for the past day or two. So we got to expect that these price tags, as they elevate, we slowly have to back off. I still think Conley is very, very much in play at 7K. I still think Clarkson, especially playing in L.A. against his former team with some usage, is very, very much in play. I'll probably pass on Ingles. Uh, Bogdanovich at 58 isn't too bad. So those are the three to four guys I'd be looking at. Sliding over to the other side of the ball. 
for LA, Drummond at 71, I'll take a pass. All set there. If I'm going anywhere, it would probably be more towards a guy like Schroeder, who has just been hot. Sent that game in overtime, but that last second layup took 24 shot attempts, put up 50 DK points against the Jazz in this very matchup. So I will definitely sign up for some Schroeder after he just have to cook. Keep in mind that game was out Conley. So it is what it is. That's probably it for me. If you want to take the shot on Drummond, you could. I just don't expect the same type of performance like that. He mentioned after the game that toe kind of just goes in and out of bothering him, the bruised toe. Uh, you know, you kind of never know. That's it. <clears throat> we'll break it down now in the section for the player tiers. Excuse me, guys. I've been diving. I don't know if you can tell. It's been a dry throat. Uh, it's been been a little bothersome. But we'll break the – we're right here. We're at the finish line. Player tiers. We'll start off with the expensive player tier. Uh, a high-priced guy that I see myself having the most shares of, and that would be uh, Russell Westbrook at 11K. I think that's uh, definitely going to be that guy that I'm probably going to be leaning more 60-40 Westbrook over Giannis. I'd like to have shares both those guys. Don't see myself having much Jokic. Might have its and bits of Joel Embiid. Looking at the middle tier, uh, I think when it, once you start to get in the mid tier, you're gonna you know going to be uh, impacted a little bit more based upon the news and everything else that comes with that. But uh, based upon what we know right now and some of the plays that we have right now, I definitely think that there's still some guys that we could look at. It just happens to be that not much of them are in the mid tier. I guess I'll go with Isaiah Stewart. He's almost teetering on the value. But at 5,200, I think he's definitely a guy that's going to be chalk. Everyone's going to have him. But it feels like one of those free square spaces that this guy just feels like a walking double-double at this point. So, you know, looking at him at 5,200, feels like a can't-miss value play. Sign me up. I'm all set with him. That only leaves the value play left. So, you know, have to, it has to be less than 5,200. I think what we generally do is less than 5K. So uh, looking for someone less than 5K is a nice little value play that we can go to. Uh, you know, I'll give a couple a couple options based upon what we have available, what we don't have available. I think Killian Hayes at 3,700 against Cleveland. That's an excellent value play. Knowing that there's no Corey Joseph, Dennis Smith Jr. He's going to have to play some pretty decent minutes. And uh, he's, been, he's been playing like an upside play lately. Uh, definitely a guy that I don't mind looking at. And then I think Daniel Gafford, based upon the injury news, if we see that Alex Len gets ruled out, already have Rui Achimor out. Two options I have less than 5K that we can look at for some value. All right, that is everything. Really appreciate you guys tuning in with us. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll be Will. I'll be Santino. They'll be crushing that Tuesday slate for you guys. As always, thank you for listening. Take care. Let's go out there and let's take down some tournaments. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.